think it's going. Yes, it is. Good. All righty then. <laughs> so I just sent you a little link to the station so you can check us out. Um, it's all over the world. Uh, internet radio, obviously. Uh, the main broadcaster, uh, Mr. Bill, is down in Lancaster, California. And uh, yeah. I'm up here in Vancouver, so he offered me opportunity to come on and be uh, uh, one of the DJs on the station. So I'm trying to put together lots of interviews for him, and we do them on the uh, Use It for a Weekend show called Time Machine. And it's mm-hmm. exciting that we still can talk to people who, number one, are still around and also still recording and, and doing projects. So it's uh, not just a blast from the past, but it's uh, what's going forward as well. Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So uh, just start with the questions, if that's okay, and then we'll get started. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, what age did you start playing the drums, and what is your musical background? Well, um, <laughs> I, I began when I was two years old in uh, in Louisiana, and I, I began um, playing the drums on trash cans and, and, you know, the kitchen table and whatever else I had to play on at two years old. And uh, I used to listen to the radio, you know, the big band music that was so prevalent in the 50s. And also my dad would take me to, to like, parades, and I'd, I'd see the drummers in the parade. And so I kind of got my inspiration from that. Uh, and then a neighbor heard me playing on the trash cans in the backyard. Back in those days, they made trash cans with... Um, you know, they were like tin trash cans, hmm. tin cans, and uh, so they had a lot of racket, but she said, you need to buy your son a set of drums, and so they bought me a snare drum, mm-hmm. and then, well, you know, one thing added, I wanted more, I wanted a real drum, I wanted, you know, so it just kind of progressed from that point, and um, I, I ended up... Uh, playing for like Lions Club meetings in town and high schools and, you know, little meetings here and there. And um, I got asked to be in a talent show and eventually ended up winning the talent show, which brought me to play the drums with the Horace Height Orchestra. Um, The Horace Height Orchestra was like a big band that played in the 50s and uh, they toured all over the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I toured all over doing one night stands when I was like three, three and a half, four years old. Wow. <laughs> so do you, do you recall, I'm also a drummer, so I'm curious, your first uh, kit, what was, uh, what brand did you get? Well, I mean, the first real kit that I had, I believe it was a Slingerland. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful white Pearl Slingerland, wow. and classic, classic Slingerland, yeah. Beautiful. And I wish I still had that set. I do have my round badge Gretsch set mm-hmm. that I had uh, later on at when I was on uh, when I was in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly no secret, obviously, uh, that you, Keith Thibodeau, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, well, you know that's that's actually the right way to pronounce it. How do you pronounce Thibodeau. it? Thibodeau. Well, Thibodeau is Americanized. That's what I thought. What about Canadianized, eh? <laughs> well, a, a, for Canadians, it's Thibodeau. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Thibodeau. I think we think of the French uh, French pronunciations you see up here. 
Uh, so it's certainly no secret you played uh, Little Ricky on the I Love Lucy show, and it's a thrill to talk to you, believe me. Uh, tell us oh, about how that came about for you. Well, um, I, the Horace Hyde Show uh, Orchestra, which I played with, ended up in California. He had uh, a place there in Sherman Oaks, and uh, the whole band stayed there, and um you know, we stayed there. My mom, you know, we came back from Louisiana. My mother and brothers and sisters joined us. And uh, and then a friend of my dad in Hollywood asked him, uh, you know, if, if if he thinks I would be, or he would be interested in bringing me, bringing me to an audition. Um, and it just happened to be the Isle of Lucy show. They were looking to um, broaden the, the little Ricky part on the show and, to, to write more shows around the character. So um, I went on the set, and they had a set of drums on the set, and my, my dad um, had you know introduced me to Lucy, and Lucy said, well, he's cute, but um, Mr. Thibodeau, but what does he do? And uh, my dad said, well, he can play the drums. And she says, oh, come on, at that age? Hmm. And, hmm. and so I, I went over and played the drums, and Desi came over and heard me playing and the, the crew members all were gathering around and uh, they loved it. Desi stood up after a while of playing with me on the drums and said, I think we found little Ricky. Mm. So that's how, that's really how I got the, the part. I looked like uh, Desi Arnaz yeah. when I was here and the fact that I played the drums was very helpful. Wow. That's terrific. So what other TV shows or projects were you involved in as an actor? Um, well, um, I did shows like the Dinosaur Show, uh, Desi, Desi Arnaz Jr. and I played on that show. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a little band for a while after the Isle of Lucy show ended. Um, and then, um, I was on the Andy Griffith show, uh, mm -hmm. played Johnny Paul, Jason, Opie's best friend on that show. Yeah. Uh, shows like the Route 66, uh, Hazel. Farmer's Daughter, um, let's see, what else? Uh, Shirley Temple Playhouse, I, I did a, a she, she used to have these little um, shows on once a week, and uh, they, they'd have a different story, a drama, and so I was on that one time, and, uh, um, but it was, uh, it was a, uh, you know, it was something that I never really liked to do was act. Yeah. Uh, it was, I, was, I was more in my comfort zone as a musician. Mm -hmm. And so acting was sort of put upon me, you know, more, more, more or less, you know, by my, my dad, who uh, worked at Desilu Studios and, and really had the, had the wherewithal to, to do that kind of thing. So. so it gave you opportunity to perform and play your drums, is that right, in some cases? Well... Some cases it did. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I was on the. Uh, I was telling you about the Hazel show. I was on yeah. one of those episodes, uh -huh. and uh, Davy, Davy Jones in, in the Monkeys. Yeah. Um, he he was on the show, but it was, it was like six months before he he got the part. So he um, he was telling us, you know, during the breaks that, uh, hey, I'm I'm doing this pilot, and it's going to be a takeoff on the Beatles, and it's called the Monkeys, mm -hmm. and he said I'm 
excited about it or whatever. I mean, we didn't know him from Adam, you know. And then, of course, a year later or whatever, all of a sudden he's like the biggest rage, you know, the monkeys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever jam with Andy Griffith? Um, Actually, uh, not jamming, but but, uh, they, uh, Andy and and Don and, and, and the makeup people back there and other people, would would be in the makeup room and they would they would uh, play guitars back there sing gospel hymns yeah. sing old country country songs back there mm-hmm. so I just kind of hang out and they play checkers back there it was really cool that's all that's awesome I just thought of that I thought wow <laughs> and he he did some gospel albums as well I believe so that's pretty yeah. cool yeah so at what age uh, did you join David and the Giants and how did that come about. Well, I mean, when my parents divorced, um, kind of divorce really had a um, uh, a play a part in, in 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 changing my life in a lot of ways. Desi and Lucy divorced that ended my uh, stint on the Isle of Lucy show, and um, and then my parents divorced when my dad had an affair uh, with a lady uh, in at the studio that he was working with, mm. and we moved. And uh, back to Mississippi, or excuse me, not to Mississippi, but to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And um, and I began to play like in bands in high school. I was a junior in high school, and and when I got to Louisiana, and uh, and began to play more in, in the rock scene and and whatnot. And I, and I had a I had a band called the Persian Market. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this time, I was I was. Uh, playing we were we recorded a couple songs and that band uh our manager wanted us to play at a club called the vapors in biloxi mississippi Mm. and uh, there in biloxi mississippi david and the giants happened to be the house band oh that david and the giants i don't know if david told you this story when you interviewed him but uh david um david and the giants was the name of the band before we were christian Mm -hmm. and and so uh, the manager of the club came up to David and said, uh, hey, let this little guy play the drums. Uh, he's trying out for his band. Uh-huh. So um, so David looked at me and he said, oh, my goodness, this guy's too young. He said, we're going we're gonna to really, uh, you know, really going to show this kid, you know. I, I don't like people sitting in. And so, yeah. we're, well, so he said, well, what, what song do you want to do? And I said, well... Um, just whatever your fastest song is, I don't care. Just mm-hmm. do it. And and he and he kind of looked at the other guys and laughed and said, "Okay, well we'll we'll play our hardest song." So, <laughs> so they 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 played their their song and I and I pretty much aced it. And they kind of looked at each other and said, "Well, like, who is this guy?" He, he asked the manager, "Who's this kid?" And, and the manager said, "Well, that's little Ricky." <laughs> from the Alan Lucy show. And he said, oh. So that was actually the first time I met David and them. And then I, I, our friendship grew throughout the years. When I was 18, 19 years old, he actually called me up and asked me to join the band. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was the best thing since sliced bread. I thought, yeah. golly, wow, man, David and the Giants is asking me to play in their band. So, mm-hmm. so it was a big deal. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you became a Christian. Well, you know, as I said, the, the divorce, um, divorces 
Lucy and Desi, my mom especially, and my dad, um, sort of was the catalyst. I, I was raised a, um, raised Catholic, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't really know the Lord. I was an altar boy. I wanted to be a priest at one time. Mm -hmm. I had a sense and a knowledge of God, but didn't really know him. And uh, uh, when they divorced, I... I um I completely rebelled against God when they divorced when I was like 15 years old in California, yeah. and um, I I really from that point on I could see my life spinning down uh, rapidly in different ways. I began to smoke and drink, eventually do drugs with my friend back in the late 60s. You know when the the hippie and the flower children all that stuff going on, mm -hmm. and um, the music scene was so prevalent in those days as everybody did drugs. Um, so that I got into all that, and uh, uh, my best friend at the time, who did a lot of drugs, uh, ended up in a mental institution, and um, I, I began to really go deep down into a depression and a, um, just suicidal thoughts, and uh, I really began to get into a lot of things I shouldn't have, like like uh, occultic type things, satanic, uh, witchcraft type type things. I dated a witch, you know, mm. um, just just weird stuff. I knew that there was a supernatural, yeah. but I was looking I was looking in the wrong places for all these things, mm. and it just got worse and worse for me. Wow! And um, I, I just finally, uh, you know, about the time I began to think about taking my life. I began to cry out to God and say, God, if you're real, save me out of this situation that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't save me, I know I'm going to either die or end up end up in a mental institution. Yeah. I would hear voices. I know I'd hear voices in my head telling me, telling me to throw myself out of the car going 120 miles an hour. I mean, Ooh. it was serious, serious stuff. Yeah. Um, and about that time, my mother. Um, she was started going to some Holy Spirit meetings in Louisiana, and I was invited to one of these meetings and and just saw people who were genuinely uh, seeking God, seeking the Holy Spirit, um, and uh, and, I, and that was really the first time that I heard, um, you know, music other than like, you know, choirs or whatever, you know, yeah. in churches, and 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 I was listening to that and I actually had a vision of Jesus at that point and um, I got prayed for one night I had a vision of Jesus and, and that was really the, the, the thing that really showed me that he was the way, the truth, and the life mm -hmm. that he was the light of the world yeah. that he came and died for my sins that he came that I could have life that he came that I would you know I would be saved from the wrath yeah. I'd be saved from going to hell and that was that was really the main thing I was worried about was going to hell mm -hmm. Wow! and I went back to the guys in the band that I played with David and the Giants mm -hmm. and I said you know there's more to the Bible than what men have led us to believe guys yeah. and I said let's change the music and uh, you know, start playing more godly music. Mm -hmm. We can still play the same kind of music, yeah. but just change the lyrics. Yeah. 
and this was back, yeah, I guess this was back, um, Jeff, around 1975. Yeah. Early 75. Mm-hmm. Early or late 74. Yeah. And they, you know, they thought I flipped out on another <laughs> drug, and so they, they were not really too, um, too on board with that idea. Mm. Um, but I just kept on, and I just kept on believing, and I kept on saying Jesus is real. I kept on telling, you know, I had a homosexual friend mm-hmm. who had hung out with the band, who was a musician. Uh, I kept telling him, you know, you know, homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, just just things that, that I read in the Bible, and I said, it's not me who's saying it. Right. It's the Word of God. Right. It's the Word of God. Yeah. Wow. So they, they thought you were on some other trip. Uh, how much convincing did they need? Did it take a while? Were they still uh, fighting it off, or did they come? How did they come around? Well, I mean, when I came to the Lord, I was still—I didn't go to church. Yeah. I mean, I didn't—I wasn't—I didn't—I didn't. So I was thrown back into the rock and roll world. Yeah. And, and with a knowledge of God and a knowledge of Jesus and a born again experience, but uh, and so. I kept witnessing to them, although, you know, it was like the sex, drugs, and rock and roll the whole time, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was a process, and it was probably, I guess, around three to four years before they actually began to, it began to sink into them. They'd gone through a lot of different problems, you know. They went through, one couple went through divorce. Their wife left them, you know. Yeah. And, uh. And David, I remember witnessing to David one night after one of the uh, the, the the club things that we did, and um, and told him about Jesus. And uh, he 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 says that 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 night was the night that he really began to really think differently about God. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he talked to his brothers, and they began having stuff like Bible studies, you know, smoking dope and and reading the Bible and stuff. It's just crazy stuff like that. Um, but, it, but you know, God God really is not a... He, he's not... He understands our condition, you know? Yeah. So he's very, very... God is very... He's full of grace, as, as, as the Word says. Amen. And um, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. So little by little, we, little by little, we all came. Yeah. Well, that's good, and I'm, we're so glad you did. Absolutely. Um, can you tell us some of your favorite concert experiences? Uh, gosh, man. Um, A lot of concerts. I think, you know, with, yeah, I mean, with, with, with David and them, um, I think, uh, you know, when we played in England, uh, that was that was an amazing experience. Uh, we We... We went to England the first year I came back to a revised David and the Giants that when we were all Christian, uh, a Christian band. And um, we, we, we did like this uh, tent revival in Oxford, England. Mm. And it was just about the time the punk rock scene was on the, on the, on, <clears throat> you know, the scene there. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of these punk rockers came in and they loved the music. But when they heard the, the lyrics to the songs, mm. they they began to curse and yeah. threaten to burn the tent the, the tent down. Wow. And um, 
just stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, we we did things like Creation Fest, mm-hmm. which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, all the big festivals, you know, those those were really neat times. We got to hang out with other other bands and and fellowship with those guys. Yeah. So it was, it was it was fun. Yeah, I was telling David. I remember back in the '80s, you came up to uh, Washington State near me in Vancouver and did a festival there. And uh, I have memories of waiting for your, the bands, and you guys got off the bus, and you actually waved to me, all of you. <laughs> and uh, oh, really? it was a, I think it was called Summerfest, if I believe, one of those, or Jesus Northwest, uh-huh. one of those festivals. And there was other bands uh-huh. there. Mylan was there, and uh, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, different groups like that. You were, we're rem- reminiscing a little bit there. So I have wonderful memories of some of those festivals. Did you like the festivals as opposed to the... Uh, concert all to yourself or just uh, different things it was definitely different you know uh, the festivals you know like I said there was more of a um, I mean like we did concerts we would do concerts with with two or three different bands yeah. and then the festivals you know had multiple bands and it was a four, three or four day event a lot more people you know yeah. 50,000 people or whatever it was I forgot yeah in some cases, but, uh, it was, it was, it was definitely a, uh, an experience and, uh, unforgettable, you yeah. know, those summers, you know, that we hit those festivals. Yeah. And they were tough. I think they actually, uh, don't have that many anymore because they were hard to do. Uh, they would maybe give you what an hour to set up and get ready. And, uh, you might not get your full time and they were always running behind. I always thought that, uh, maybe there was just too many bands you know, at one time. Well, yeah, it, it, they didn't give you a lot of time to set up. I think no. it was like, you know, 15, 20 minutes yep. to set up. And, and and so I remember one time Al Green played it with us at festival. Yeah. And uh, his drummer wanted to use my drums oh, yeah. instead of set his drums up. Oh, yeah. I, and, uh, yeah. I don't like and that. I didn't like I don't that, like that either. No. I didn't like it. <laughs> he, 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 he ended up cracking my cymbal. No. And didn't, didn't, didn't have one word of remorse. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I'd have bought you a new symbol. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I forget, I forget the brother, whoever oh, yeah. he is, if he's still yeah. still going on. I, I mean, but it was it was like that was really just kind of like, okay, thanks yeah. thanks a lot, man. <laughs> that was often the case. It was okay if they had rented a kit everybody could use, right? But then you still brought your own symbols, probably, even if they did that. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, we had our we, yeah, we had our own set and symbols. Oh, I mean, we, yeah. we would set our own set. Your up. own yeah, stuff. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so, do you have any, any other crazy, funny stories to tell about uh, concerts and that? Anything that comes to mind? That was pretty uh, good. <laughs> well, here, here's here's one that was kind of crazy, uh-huh. and it was you know more on the you know. Back in the day, you know, yep. we, we were playing a concert. I think it was in Ohio someplace or maybe Indianapolis or someplace like that. And uh, and it was a David and the Giants concert. And uh, we were, at, toward the end of the concert, this this uh, girl, you know, we had these times at the end of the concert when, you know, we would we would give an altar call, you know, after Noah. And, um, and we'd ask people to come up and pray, which they did. And this girl came up on the stage and just sort of walked over and started massaging my neck as I was playing. Mm -hmm. And and she whispered in my ear, she said, 
the Lord said I'm to be your wife. Oh. And and I said I looked up and you know like incredibly you know like uh, incredibly um, stunned and I said well uh, I I'm already married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she looked at me. She said. Oh, and she walked off. So I it's guess, like, oh my goodness. I guess what the Lord the was not telling her anything. <laughs> she was telling herself. Yeah, some, I mean, poor thing. She was, wow. she was like, I don't know what, what the deal was, <laughs> but, um, but that was, that was a strange, that was definitely a strange experience that's, there, I guess. That's funny. That, <laughs> oh boy, I can relate to that. Um, so, what do we have here? What uh, current projects are you involved in now, other than David and the Giants? Uh, he was telling us you're work, uh-huh. working on a DVD that you're, you've just done. Uh, what have you done? Uh, what's coming up for you? Well, um, I mean, we've got, I mean, like David and the Giants, we're doing our 40th uh, year celebration, DVD, CD. Mm-hmm. Uh and we're really excited about that. I think the band is really playing better than ever. Uh-huh. I think we're, I think we're more mature, you know, for sure. Uh, but I, I say that only in our playing. I yeah. think our our playing's more mature. Uh, and so we're 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 very excited about that. I can't wait for it to come out. And um, and then we've got um, some some concert dates that are coming up that we're doing, and and we'll probably going to be going to Philadelphia. Um, Philippines, excuse me, mm-hmm. Philippines, mm-hmm. in the spring. So we even asked to do that, and uh, we just feel like you know we just want to do. We 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 all play, you know, and 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 I missed it so many years. I've been I've been working with my wife. My wife and I um, direct uh, a Christian ministry called Ballet Magnificat, which is um, a ministry that tours all over the U.S. and internationally. Mm-hmm. So we're still doing that, and we um, actually opened up a school in Brazil, and that's something on the current radar right now. Wow! Uh, and we just we just we have a grandson and mm-hmm. uh, a daughter and son-in-law live in Nashville. He's the head basketball coach for Vanderbilt University. Terrific! Yeah. And and, and so we're we. Uh, you know, we, we're at a different time in our life. We're not, we're not the, um, you know, we're not young enough to just jump into a van and mm-hmm. and uh, tour <laughs> tour across the nation with a bunch of guys, you know, just with a bunch of musical equipment. But but we're we're still doing it. We're mm-hmm. still getting out there and playing. Um, so we're excited about the fact that God still has us and using us, even at our even at, at this time, you know. Yes. What other projects that we not, might not be aware of have you been involved with? Uh, have you done session work over the years at all with any bands we might know? Um, actually, I, I well, I, throughout the years, right after yeah. David and the Giants, I played I played in a in a um, uh, little known band called Lively Stones, which was a, a band that I formed, um, and the guitar player. Um, he happens to play for the Newsboys right now, okay. Jody Davis. Good, yeah. And uh, and then there was a keyboard player, Jim Cooper, who ended up mm-hmm. playing keyboards uh, later on for Petra. Yeah. And he was a producer and and, and all that. Um, 
I played with that band for about a year, mm-hmm. and uh, and then um, then I more or less centered on helping my wife with the ballet yeah. and uh, ballet Magnificat. Yeah, and then I I played with a play with a band called uh, Earth People, mm-hmm. and uh, Earth People was a band that uh, from from Jackson that had a uh, guitar player and a singer named Travis Meadows, who, who's uh, a very very well-known um, country western music guy mm-hmm. now. He's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, songwrites for uh, Universal uh, Records over there, and uh, has recorded you know stuff for Dirks Bentley and you know uh, people like that. You know Carrie Underwood, other people. Yeah. Um, so I have played with with other people, but uh, it's um, it's mostly been David and the Giants has been kind of more the 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 real constant that that I've been able to say has really um, uh, borne fruit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad and, for uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most drummers yeah. um, have a favorite drummer or people they've looked up to over the years. You're one of mine, by the way. Um, Oh, you're you're nice. You're nice, brother. We're all absolutely thrilled to be able to talk to you. Um, What are some of your favorite drummers over the years, Christian and non-Christian, and why? Well, hmm, that's a good question. Um, There's so many different influences, as you know, playing the drums. Um, We have I have multiple influences in my life, from Buddy Rich to uh, to uh, to people like. John Bonham, you know, mm-hmm. to people like uh, Carmen, Carmine Apathy. I just yeah. met Vinny Apathy, who uh, I saw that. is Carmine's brother. Yeah, I saw that on the Facebook yeah. page there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was more of a fan of Carmine. Yeah. I told Vinny, I said, man, I was more, <laughs> I, I was, I was more of a fan of your, bro- of your brother. <laughs> and he joked, he said, oh, you mean my dad? I said, no. I, I said, really, your dad? Said, <laughs> so that was kind of funny, but... Uh, he he was really really nice guy, yeah. great drummer too. Oh, terrific! But there's so many different drummers. Jeff Vaccaro, yep. another guy, and, yeah. uh, and and there's just um, multiple Christian drummers. You know, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, I like the group called Koinonia. Yes, Bill Maxwell was a great drummer. Oh, we played with them. Yeah, I just loved him uh, with Andre Crouch as well. Uh, He's probably one of my influences early as far as wanting to play when I saw him live. Uh, just like uh-huh. a machine gun. Just terrific. Yeah, he's a fantastic drummer. In fact, I, I just uh, I, I just connected with him not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, great. He's a nice guy. And um, he loved, he liked David and the Giants, too. And and uh, but but Bill and, and just Alex Acuna, people like that. Yeah. Uh, those those are guys are really, really. We we uh, we played and did some things with Whiteheart. Yeah. Um, and some of the guys that were in that band were were, uh, were some of our friends, and uh, we uh, we I like their drummers, of yeah. course. Uh, there's Chris Chris Hughes yeah. and um, people like that. Yeah. So the Huffs did meet the Huffs, right? <laughs> different huffs did you hear that did, did you hear that story I, well no i'd like to hear that story because um i know a lot of people have confused over the years and i used to say no no there's a two david huffs there's two there's a dan huff and there's you know there are huffs everywhere and they're not all re- they're not all even related they're, are they <laughs> you tell us your story 
Well, we had a we were playing. I think it was, I think it was Creation Fest. I think it was Creation, um, mm-hmm. and we and we were we were playing, and we we had a we had a hotel booked, and David called the hotel and said, "Okay, I'm David Huff. You know, you got my room and all that stuff." And they said, "Well, sorry, you've already checked in." <laughs> And David goes, well, no, we're still on the road. We're like still 50 miles out. Uh, who's in our room? So they, so they called the room and checked under David Huff, and it was the drummer David Huff. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I like I like David Huff too of Whitehart. That's He's right. a really nice I was guy. Mention, I caught I like yeah, I caught his drumstick once. <laughs> great drummer yeah. too. Uh, I, I know him, but but anyway, so so David calls, talks, to, and wakes David Huff, the drummer, up on the phone mm-hmm. from Whiteheart, and then he goes, "Hey, uh, I'm David Huff," and he goes, "Well, I'm David <laughs> Huff too." <laughs> so we didn't really know each other at the time, so uh, it was it was funny. We got it all figured out, but That's um, good. <laughs> that was funny. But but I tell you, the confusion. Yeah. Still, still is added yeah. because later on they had a band yeah. uh, with, with David Huff, Dan Huff. Yep. It was called Giant. Right, yeah. Remember that? Yes, we, we played them. We actually Fan- played them on the station, so <laughs> you just queued up another song. Yeah, they were great. Fan- yeah, fantastic group. But, yeah, they, I mean, so <laughs> that, is, that just kind of adds to the confusion. That's yeah. why there is the confusion, and I know that's why people don't know. They went to, they became giant. They dropped the David part, and now they're just giant. I said, no, no, it's two different sets of people and two different bands. But we've cleared it up now once yeah. and for all, everybody. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you what. Well, you know, you know, going back to when we first started talking about the Isle of Lucy show, yeah. people get me people get me confused with Desi Arnaz Jr. Yes, yeah. So that that was another thing. You know, so I thought you were I thought you were Little Ricky. No, yeah. I wasn't Little Ricky. Yeah. Uh, they thought, you know, it, it's so. There's a lot of confusion yeah. out there. I guess yeah. we got to figure it out. Yeah. How did he become a drummer? Just because it's in his blood, or did you teach him anything? Well, his sister yeah. Lucy mm-hmm. did an interview, and she she attributes his drumming to me influencing him to drum terrific because i i i had already you know was a drummer yeah and he i was a little older i was a couple years older so he kind of looked up to me and uh he began taking lessons Mm -hmm. uh when he was younger and then he went in went on to do dino desi and billy yes yeah um the little pop group and and uh back in the 60s and and and, uh and actually i played with them when desi Junior injured himself in a surfing accident. That is cool. Dean Martin, yeah. Dino Martin Junior. Yeah, I yeah. played with them and at Dino Desi and Billy one night. Well, now Mr. Bill will have to dig out a Dino Desi and Billy tune. Made I suggest I, I used to have their album. I loved it. I actually thought uh, a lot of the covers he did on there they were their tunes, and I used to argue the fact that no, that's a Dino Desi and Billy tune, <laughs> not you know. And they did all kinds of <laughs> rock and roll stuff. So good, good memories there too. Well, that's a good story. Oh, yeah. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What advice would you give to drummers starting out as a drummer, uh, looking to play in a band or a studio musician? What would you tell them? Um, somebody who wants to, to be a studio musician. Yeah. i tell you what. Go out. Go wherever it is that you can start playing. Start 
start, you know, in your local studio somewhere, get some experience, and then uh, once you get some time under your belt and you, you, you're you playing a lot of demos or whatever you're doing, then then uh, move to where there's, there's uh, you know, if you have talent, yeah. you move to a bigger city yeah. and you try to break there. So that is the and then yeah. even if you... Yeah, and even if you have talent, that doesn't mean you're going to be getting jobs. No, no. It's who you, it's who you know, yeah. and it's, it's how much, if you want to start lower, mm-hmm. then, you, then you'll, you'll, you'll do good as you, as, you, as, you, as you get through each one, you know, yeah. and then you go on to the next thing. Yeah. Like I have, Try to have a good attitude, too, in the studio. That you sure do, and be teachable and uh, not get angry at the producer, right? If they want you to do something, you've got to try and do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do know exactly. some uh, friends or people that uh, know friends that have gone to Nashville because they want to be a singer, a country singer. So that's where you have to go. You have to go where the demand is and learn your craft. And um, you know, if the music scene is not so much where you are, you have to go where it is, like you said, right? Um, a lot. Of, I know my my son's band years ago. They were trying to put a band together. And they said, we got to move to California and be a band. He says, well, my son says, well, we need to learn how to play first, I think. So that would be the... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the ticket right yeah. there. In fact, when, when we, we used to, um, you know, we talk about getting, you know, recording contracts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and really, what, what, what the people that, you know, were ready to sign you, they, they wanted to know if you, if, if you were... If you were already playing, yeah. if you were already touring, yeah. you know they they didn't want people just to kind of okay, I got a song, I want to, I want to, I want to be signed. Right. Well, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be signed. You, you have to have some, you have to want to do, and and you have to, you have to, you have to be independent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You you can't you can't rely on a on a record contract to to make you. No. No, that comes after. Because it's not gonna make no. it. No. It's not gonna make. You have to earn that, don't you? Something. Well, you have to earn, yeah. you know, you have to earn your experience yeah. and your roadworthiness. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Keith, this has been wonderful. I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to do this. And uh, like I say, you're one of my, I don't want to use the word idol, I don't like that word, but uh, influences, um, just uh, wonderful because I can literally say watching Little Ricky drumming when I was young, I said, hey, I want to play one of those. So it really does rub off, and uh, I think you're probably probably one of the first I'd ever seen, other than maybe Buddy Rich on the Ed Sullivan Show or something, you know. And then of course, really? yeah, and and uh, early remem- memory of of that because as long before the Beatles came out, uh, Ringo was it later too, but uh, the Lucy Show was on a lot long, lot sooner or a lot um, earlier than some of that. Um, yeah. So thanks for that for sure um great so could i just have you do um one more thing before we go um just do hi um this is keith thibodeau i said it right this time thibodeau yeah yeah how we 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 were learning to say it from the album uh keep on rocking where you do your drum solo and uh, david announces keith thibodeau you know so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know and i thought hey that sounds kind of french so anyway um um <laughs>